Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Go For Two podcast, episode two. I am your host, Jackson Wallace, and I got my friend here, Lucas, with me. What up? How you doing, man? Fantastic. That makes me happy. That's happy to hear, man. I'll tell you what, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. And um, just, uh, just in general, I, I just, I just want to say out to our audience again, I am, I am super happy. Football is back. We got the first real week of the preseason coming up. So we'll yeah. be talking about that. We'll probably touch on our Hall of Fame uh, thoughts about watching that game a little bit. Um, anyway, anyway, so we're going to go ahead and... Um, yeah, we got, we got a lot. Because like, I was looking at the outline, I was like, sheesh. No. For real. For real, for real. Uh, I guess let's start out with the, with, the, with the hot news right now. Let's get an update on Zeke. What's going on, man? <laughs> holdout continues to at this time's recording to I believe today was day twelve Jeez. of his holdout. Um, yeah, he's still in Cabo, and <laughs> he's in Cabo training. No, he's laid back, got a margarita in his hand. For real, right? this dude ain't running the beaches. No he, way, he's not doing any of that. Yeah. So, um, anyway, the, all the debates keep keep coming up. Is like, <laughs> should should we trade him? Uh, we being, I mean, you know, cause I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, you know, yeah, right. I, think, I think we might be okay this year. If we, if we bring back Zeke, cause I think it's a key piece. However, um, anyway, I was like, get, uh, should we trade him? Should we, cause I think we can get a haul for him. You know, I think we can get uh, quite a bit of uh, draft picks or maybe even another key player in another position. Yeah. Um, do we just pay him the money, even though he's still got two years left on his contract? Um, but if we do that, you know, what's going to happen with Amari? What's going to happen with Dak? Um, uh, are we going to be a little even more desperate now? Because, you know, our offensive line looking real great, but now Alfred Morris ain't looking so good. Uh, Zach Martin is having a – he's got like a herniated disc in his back at the moment. So the offensive line is not going to be as good. So I think that kind of adds some ammo to Zeke. Uh, right. it's, it's all over the place, man. What, what What's your take on this whole? Um, Zeke well, first off, this? Zach Martin is, uh, <clears throat> he's supposed to come back, right? Like he's going to be able to play the season. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I think they're keeping him out of, yeah. I think they're keeping him out of camp and preseason games for a while. Um, Just hope it's not a lingering issue. Yeah. Um, same. If he re-aggravates it later. So, I mean, I think, in my head, I think Zeke bites the bullet, takes a cheaper contract, right? Like, right. like I mean, you you can't expect you can't expect to be on a Super Bowl team and win the championship if you're the highest paid halfback, and it's just a ridiculous number, and you can't pay for your franchise quarterback or your <clears throat> number one wide receiver who needs a new contract, like. Like, there has to be some give. And frankly, like, halfbacks aren't exactly, you know, like, Le'Veon Bell situation doesn't help him, right? For sure. Like, dude wanted money. <clears throat> he was like, no one else can do what I do. And James Conner came in and just, you know, just proved all of that wrong. Like, cheap. Like, like you can go draft, especially with the line. I think especially with the line that the Cowboys have, like, mm -hmm. they can draft someone and have a good running back. I think so, now, too. Saying that though, the Cowboys need him, right? Absolutely. So I, I really, I really think it's a mutual need because I don't. Is someone else going to pay Zeke? I mean, yeah. But yeah. is Zeke going to get the team that he wants? Right. I think it's just a question of: Do you want to win the championship or you want to get paid? Right. There's and, that, and there's also like a comfortability factor within a team itself, like. 
I was and the line. And the exactly with the line, especially especially with the running back and the offensive line relationship is so so crucial and so critical and so delicate. Um, I was listening to Eric Dickerson today. He was on Undisputed. Actually, he was on Undisputed. And he was also on the Colin, uh, Colin Cowherd show. Excuse me. He was talking about Le'Veon Bell and his willingness to hold out all of last year. Um, but he was he knew about the Steelers' offensive line and like okay. This guy can pull fast this way. This guy's more of an impact blocker, so I can push here. This guy, he might be a little slower, a little bit weaker, so I have to cut here. You know, like you, you feel, you build that rapport and that relationship and that trust with that offensive line. And now he's going to be with with New York, and he's going to have to learn their tendencies and learn, you know, who is a strong impact blocker and who can pull fast or if they can pull a little bit slower because he's not very like. Le'Veon's not very like a hit the hole type of back. He's very kind of he likes to dance, dance around, dance, play a little bit more patient than most people. And so I don't know really how he's going to do with New York. Bringing that back right. to Zeke, you know, he I think uh, speaking to your mutual benefit, I think he has a very high interest in wanting to stay with Dallas. He wants to play football. Um, I get that he wants to go and play and get his and get his money right, but. At the same time, it's like, dude, you, you still got two years left. Can we worry about this next year? Like, I would understand if it's a yeah, if it was a one year thing left on your deal. You don't want to get hurt and then lose your opportunity to get to really get paid because a running back's life lifespan is so short. You know, ten years max, maybe. Usually, it's eight. So, and with the CBA the way it is right now, the collective bargaining agreement, you has a your first round pick, you got four years, then you got a team option. Right, and then technically they could franchise you twice. So really, they could keep you seven years. That's the majority of your career. And are you really going to get paid after seven years? Are you still going to be as productive? Eh, maybe not. So I understand where he's coming from, but come on, man. Like, can we can we wait at least one more year for this? We got like, get back in line. We got <laughs> we got other people to pay. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just it's too much at once. Like I like I know he's not ignorant. Like he knows this is going on. Right. And so I just question I, I question his character, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like he might be stuck in a hole? Um, and I only bring that up because uh uh Eric Dickerson, I'm going back to some of his quotes, he was saying that it really is possible for Zeke to miss games, and the only reason why that is possible for Zeke to miss games is because if you're going to hold out and you want your money, you have to be able to be willing to miss those games and put the uh, put the owners' teams to the put the owners' feet to the fire, right? You know. So, what do you think? Do you think that he's, it's actually possible he he would miss games? Oh, for sure. Yeah, and that's what scares me. Like our our our, our uh, schedule over the first couple of weeks, like we got New York, we're at Washington. Then I think we have uh, New Orleans, and then we have the Jets. So like the three out of the four teams, I think we should beat. But even without Zeke, but still, even then, it's like if he's holding out past Week Four, he's very committed to holding out past that. Ah, oh, man, it's just such a right. It's such a terrible situation. So, so like the problem, like if he's willing to miss any games, I just feel like, like I feel like you're turning your back on your whole team. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think so too. Especially like we, we keep going back to this, but especially with two years left, you know, like you're really jumping the line uh, in front of think, everybody else, and everybody else is at camp and they're playing and they're feeling good. Like 
Come on, man. I think they can talk to him. I think I like talk to him and be like, look, like the next two years, like you're gonna make your money that you're already making, but then mm-hmm. when your contract's up, like we'll make you the highest paid. Right. Or some... like at least up there, like so kind of time. It's too much. Yeah, it's just it's stupid. Honestly, I like I don't understand why he thinks it's okay for him to ask to be the highest paid halfback when you know Amari Cooper's wanting to be up there. Yeah, and Dak Prescott. I mean, ownership's already come out. Prescott's getting his man. He is. He is. He's getting his. Um... He's getting his uh, his share. I think he probably is going to end up getting too much for what I think he's worth. But then again, you know, it is a quarterback league, and I understand that quarterbacks are going to get paid, and it's just it, that that's just the cycle. And and when you have a hard cap, um, and when you have uh, quarterbacks getting paid more and more and more, and I mean, Dak has ammunition to get paid. I mean, two out of the three years he's been here, division titles, uh, playoff win last year against Seattle. Really should have had a playoff win 2016, his rookie year against Green Bay, although we got Aaron Rodgers and Mason Crosby. Uh, <laughs> in like two plays, it was ridiculous. I was freaking out. After he had led the team back in the fourth quarter, down 14 points. So, I mean, Dak, Dak has the ammunition to get his, right? And I mean, and Dak's going to get it. Ownership's already said it. And he's exactly what you want in terms of the intangibles as a quarterback. He's your... He's your, he's a great leader. He's great in the locker room, you know. Public appearances. He's professional. He shows up every day, you know. First one in, last one out. He he's he's your he's who you want as a franchise quarterback. So, I don't mind him getting that much money. I do mind Zeke jumping in line. That is a that is a big problem. Yeah, so, for but, sure. We'll see. We'll see how this continues to unfold. Hopefully, before the next episode comes out, this has ended. And Jerry Jones works his magic and figures something out with the calculator. Because I will say, with Jerry Jones is the guy when it comes to money. You, you don't mess with him with money. And if anybody's going to be able to figure this situation out, it'll be him. But that being said, he has also shown he is not afraid to move on from star ragbacks. Right? Look at yeah. DeMarco Murray. Yeah, okay. I mean, like I said, it's just... Like, the chips are stacked against uh, Zeke. So, like, really, like... The way this league works is there's there's third string halfbacks that could be starters tomorrow, right? Right. There's a lot of good backs like, out there. They're not Zeke style though, you know. Zeke being the best back in the NFL right now, and I firmly believe that. Right, but can they can they run the ball? You know, like you got a line like Dallas, they right. run the ball, and you know. You end up with the right. next James Conner. Zeke just has like, to lower his expectations. He's not going to get Todd Gurley money. It's, it's just no. not going to happen. That was just stupid. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, no right. way. Like, we, we we can give you – like, we can we, we get him paid. And I mean in terms of, like, top running backs in the NFL, we can get him paid. But we can't pay him Todd Gurley money. You pay him Todd Gurley money, then you lose probably two of your other stars. Byron Jones, Amari, Jalen Smith, Dak, uh, you name it. Right, like we're we're losing two of those if we pay him Todd Gurley money. There's just not enough room in the cap. There's just not enough room to go around. So, yeah. well, um, it's like you know the Rams last year had one of the best lines, had arguably the most explosive run game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they paid Todd Gurley so much, <clears throat> put all kinds of money into the team, busted the cap, and 
now they've had to get rid of most of their linemen. Like they've, they've pretty much got a different line coming this next year. Yeah, they couldn't um, pay their top guys. Yeah. So. So we'll see how they. You so know, I mean, that's what happens. Come from that. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. So like Zeke needs to look at that stuff. Because that's what Jerry's looking at. Yeah. Exactly. It is what he's looking at. And like there's this is a this is a team that is a could be a contender for the NFL if or not for the NFL, for the Super Bowl if the right things fall into place. Right? Well it's just it's just like as an example of last year, one player can't win you a Super Bowl, right? Right. So like you can't you can't go out of your way to make sure Zeke is on the team if it's gonna ruin the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the team comes first. Like, there's too many people. This ain't basketball, you know? Yeah. I think, one guy can't take you. I think he's suited up by week one. Um, I don't think he was going to play anything in the preseason anyway. I think he comes back probably after preseason week three. Um, comes in at the end. We get him in shape. He's ready for week one because there's just, you know, and, and here's the thing. If Dallas comes out, right, and Alfred Morris shows up, and I mean has a good like preseason, a uh, couple preseason games, then Zeke's back immediately, because then then the Cowboys have all all the cards. It's like okay, well, I tagged you. Yeah, I tagged mm-hmm. you in Twitter on um, it was that one of y'all's halfbacks running. You know, made I some see. good run, and Zeke yeah. commented on it or retweeted it or something, right? And so like he's putting out, you know, like like I think he's a competitor. Right, he wants to be there. He wants to be there. Like, I mean, I, I would hope he does. I think being being a football player, just in general, you, you want to be on the field and you want to be making plays. I get why he wants his, but I mean, like I said, just cutting in line. But anyway, speaking of holdouts, uh, we have a new holdout coming since our last episode. We have Melvin Gordon uh, demanding a trade um, or $10 million a year. For the San Diego Chargers, for the Los Angeles Chargers, excuse me. I, um, what's by I mean, the way, real quick. Mm-hmm. I know it's 2019, but Alfred Morris came to the league in 2012. First three seasons that he came in, he had over a thousand yards rushing every. So. So it's not like he can't run. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Alfred Morris was definitely a. I, I remember him being a pain in our backside every time we played Washington. I mean, I mean, you put you put the right line in front of these running backs. Now I get that certain running backs are special, right? And certain running backs offer your team a leg up on other ones. Like you can't replace a. We could get a better a, a good runner to get behind our line, but isn't he's not going to be Zeke? He's not right. going to be Le'Veon, right? For sure, it's it's it's, it's not going to be Gurley at least pre-injured Gurley it's, it's but, just not the same but right but can he be DeMarco Murray coming back from the Eagles joining the Titans and then dropping over a thousand yards like you know, yeah I would hope so I would hope so um Adrian would, Peterson last year came back had a good yeah yeah he did I think that for right now um Zeke is very important but obviously he has to move He's got to get back in the spot line. I really hope to see him by week one. Melvin Gordon, however, does not have the same leverage Zeke does. He's not a top five running back in the NFL. Right? I don't know. Do you I, think I, he's top who five? You putting, 
Are you putting above him? Well, I got you Zeke. Know? Like, I got Zeke. Or, I yeah, have right. Todd Gurley. Absolutely. I have Saquon, who really possibly could be the best right now. Um, I think Alvin Kamara is more valuable than him right now, um, especially with his hands out of the backfield. He's something special. Yeah, I and, think I think Le'Veon, and, and I think Le'Veon's going to return to top five form. After a year off with fresh legs. Now, it may not be the same line that he's used to, but the Jets did upgrade their line. They have a better defense. I think Le'Veon is going to be top five this year. So maybe, but but I'm still like he's definitely he's definitely top ten. Oh, for, for sure. sure, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. My but concern, he doesn't have the same leverage as Zeke. Yeah. Well, my concern is number one, Zeke has like he hasn't missed for injuries. He had some outside issues, mm-hmm. but the Cowboys don't care about that as much. When it comes to injuries, Melvin Gordon has he's in, right. He's got injury problems. Right. And Zeke doesn't have that, so I can give that to Zeke for sure. That he mm-hmm. has that leverage. Like I totally agree, he's got more leverage. Right. But I feel like Melvin Gordon's run game is so pivotal to that to that offense. But I think it's a lost cause now. Like he's asking for a trade. Yeah, he he's he's asking for a trade, and um, you know it's sad to see. Like I I I really don't see where he could go. Is, is my problem. It's like. You know, the Chargers aren't going to trade him anywhere in the AFC West, right? They don't want to have to play against him, okay? I mean, how many other teams really want or really want to pay that much for a top-tier running back or take on his contract with his injury injuries right now? I mean, maybe so, maybe a team like Houston, but, I mean, they have Lamar Miller. I don't know why they yeah. want to move on from that, but maybe they feel like they're a big home run running back away. Colts, I, I can kind of see the Colts doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, maybe, especially if they have luck issues, you know, definitely having somewhere out there to keep them from being too, too one-dimensional. Um, yeah, maybe the Colts do it. Uh, Tennessee's not going to do it. Jacksonville won't. Uh, New England's not going to – New England's not going to play the Lions. like that. You think the Lions would? I think the Lions need a halfback. <laughs> I don't Lions, know if they would do when, it. When was, the last, it. when was the last time the Lions had a halfback? That's my question. Barry Sanders? Is it, is it really Barry? <laughs> like, I don't know when's the last time they've had a good, like a top 10 running back in the league. I guess Barry Sanders. I mean, like, you know, they had Reggie Bush at one point, but he wasn't top 10. You know, right. he was, you know, maybe the top half of the league, he was kind of on the decline. So. Yeah, I mean, Matthew Stafford definitely needs some help. You know, it's just, I mean, he's going to pass for 4,500 yards again and like 30 and win touchdowns three games. <laughs> and win three games. I feel so bad for Detroit, man. They they haven't really had anything since since Megatron, and then Megatron abruptly retires and leaves Matt Stafford to the dust. And even with Megatron, they couldn't win a playoff game. So yeah. it was just, I don't feel bad. You don't feel bad? You don't care? No, nah, I feel like I feel like the ownership puts you in that spot, you know? Like <clears throat> so I don't I don't feel like they just got screwed over, right? I just feel like they I feel like they're kind of stuck in that middle, in that middle ground, you know, like Yeah. Yeah. They need a halfback for sure. They need something, man. Okay, so maybe the Lions, maybe the Texans 
right? Maybe the Colts. Okay. Okay, I could see it. But, I mean, how many of them realistically are going to pull the trigger on him? And well, the problem is that, it, right, it's a trade. That's the problem. Yeah. So, what do you think the Chargers going to ask for this man? Because, like I said, he is he's a big deal in their offense, in my head. A huge deal. They're, I mean, you think that they at least ask for a, number, a second, right? They at least ask for a second-round pick. I don't know if they'll be able to shop him for a first. But maybe a second and, like, a sixth. You know, maybe a second and a, you know, young up-and-coming receiver or a young corner, uh, maybe a position player that they could possibly need. But that's the thing about, about Los Angeles. They're, they got they got too good of everything, right? They got two good pass rushers, two good wide receivers, two good corners. I mean, yeah, I could see maybe some draft picks for them, and they just – I mean, they are they are loaded at halfback, right? They they have um, I believe what was his name? I think his name was Justin Jackson, um, and a couple other guys that can run the ball. So I mean, I they I mean number yeah. one, they're not going to pay him. That's right? a guy step up. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think this is really bad for Melvin. Um, San Diego at this point, you know, maybe they 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 try and trade him and shop him just to get him out. Be like, all right, dude, if you don't want to be here, then don't be here, and see if they can get anything compens. Uh, some compensation for him at all, and if they can't, then okay, Melvin, hold out. You do what you want, but we're not paying you any more money. I think if they do trade him, they're mm-hmm. getting a one for him. You think they get a one? Uh, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Dallas a gave a one for him. Yeah, yeah, because Philly was about to get him. Philly's about to get him for a two, and we couldn't have that. And Jerry was desperately, uh, desperately needing a number one wide receiver. Oh, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, so yeah, maybe if some of the teams are like are really desperate for a number one running back and they feel they're one running back away from, <clears throat> from something special, i.e. the Colts, Washington, the Texans, Washington. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're like a guy away from being special, but they need a halfback. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if they ha- how much they have left to to work with, how much they could send over, um, or any players that they want. I know they're trying to figure out their quarterback situation. Speaking of Colt McCoy, topped the uh, Washington death chart list this week. So yeah, he- I don't I don't put any I don't put any stock into the these death charts. Like not yet. Like all the rookies are on third strings and stuff like that. Like this is this ain't nothing. Right now, yeah. I don't think. I think they they definitely look different. Yeah. Um, I feel good for on. Colt. I feel good for him. Texas alum, my guy. That's true. My guy. I think he's played pretty well, um, considering everything that happened, especially last year with you know Alex Smith's horrific injury, um, and and Alex Smith definitely. I don't think he'll be back this year. You know, um, like he had a really messed up leg. But anyway. Props, props to Colt. Let's see if he can keep the starting job. I imagine they, um, they give the nod to the to the rookie. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm blanking on his name for some reason right now. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Thank you. I imagine they give the nod to him once the season's over. They just kind of throw him in, see what the guy can do, get him some regular season reps. That's my prediction. Um, I think they'll just start with him. You think they'll just start with him no matter what? Yeah, I need to see preseason, but. You know, a lot of people 
you know, used to, I felt like the, the meta was kind of like, get your guy in, have him work a year underneath, adjust to the pace. But now I feel like a lot of, a lot of coaches and stuff, and I feel like there's a lot of call from fans, a lot of pressure from fans to put that guy out there right now. Yeah, there definitely is some pressure for fans, but I, I feel like the smart thing to do would be at least keep him back for years, especially until you can fix some of your O-line, right? So they can draft some more to be able to protect him because, I mean, the last thing you want is you spend your first-round pick on Dwayne Haskins and another, you know, freak injury happens. And then then what? Then you're, <laughs> then you're out uh, two franchise potential franchise quarterbacks. Um, right. So, I mean, can't be scared like that, you know? Well, for, for sure, you definitely can't be scared, but there's definitely there's a difference between being scared and a difference between being, like, not wanting to be foolish. And if if Dwayne Haskins is your guy, if he is your franchise quarterback, if there are questions around protecting him, then I say sit him for a year. If there's no questions around protecting him and you believe in your offensive line, okay, yeah, throw him out there. Right, you got the pressure from the fans. You want to you want to give him as many possible reps as as he can, if that's going to be your guy. They just have to figure out if that's if that's going to be his, uh, their guy. Um, speaking of somebody that that is the guy, okay, Mr. Tom Brady, aka the Jesus. goat, aka the greatest of all time, Mr. Six Curry. Rings, Mr. Six Rings. I don't I don't think there's any disputing that Tom Brady is is uh is not the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh yeah, he definitely is. He definitely sure. he one hundred percent is. I mean, six rings. The dude seems to be. Uh, I read an article earlier on this week, aging like a fine wine, uh, <laughs> Mister Mister Tom Brady. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he just got a new contract extension, two years, right? So he, on his forty second birthday, he got a two year extension. So he will be on his contract playing until he's at least forty four. Um, seventy million dollar contract extension. Uh, so he will his uh, 2019 salary will be raised from 15 million to 23 million, uh, and then he's scheduled to make 30 million in 2020 and 32 in 2021. Lucas, you got any thoughts? Yeah. So actually, so this new contract is a win-win for him and the team. So yeah. this contract opens up 5.5 mil in cap space. Excellent. So you know what can what can Bill do with five mil extra? You know, man, Bill, Bill can, uh, he can pinch a penny. All right. You give him 5.5 million and he will find you a guy. That is, that is something else that's been a credit to the Patriots success. Right. And I can't believe I'm even talking about this publicly, the Patriots and their success, you know, for a long time. Um, it was like, oh gosh, it's the Patriots are winning again. But I will say over the years, um, especially right around ring number four, uh, Brady definitely earned my respect. He's, he's, I mean, he's he seems like a great guy. Um, uh, definitely uh, the best quarterback ever to play this game, and I'm right. happy that I've been able to w- to witness it. He he's won me over, him and Bill. And and Bill, you know, I used to look at him as kind of like, oh, this guy just doesn't care about anybody else. He's just focused on you know his team, and you know he doesn't care about being a jerk. But I mean, this is what this is. This is professional sports, right? It's business, and it's business. And he's going out there to do a job. And his job is to perform and to prepare and get the team ready. And he's just, that's what he's focused on. And he's created a culture in New England that has been able to last past all time great rosters. Right? I mean, 
some some people thought the 2007 that was going to be the last great roster that Brady had seen or would ever see, right? Um, going undefeated and then unfortunately losing to New York in the Super Bowl, but I mean they were loaded at that time. But I mean Brady's doing it with all kinds of players. You know he's doing it with Gronk. He's doing it with Dion Branch. Uh, Chad Ochocinco was on his team at one point. He was playing pretty well. Uh, Randy Moss obviously doesn't you know. Uh, needs no introduction. Uh, multiple corners have come out and, and made Hall of Fame careers, right? Ty Law uh, was a guy actually just enshrined, and he played with New England for a while. So, Also, man, like, sorry to interrupt you, but... You're good. I feel like you got to think of, like, the guys that pop up. All right, so two things happen. Mm-hmm. Either go to New England, and no one's ever heard of you, and you blow up, or... People think you've lost it. You go to New England, you blow up, right? Right. Stephon Gilmore, considered one of the top cornerbacks now. Yeah, and definitely. also Devin McCourty. For sure. Is, and, like, like they, they kind of dropped off the face of the earth there for a little bit, you know? Like, it kind of felt like they were – like, they weren't there for a second. And then it's like, okay, like, we're on the Patriots. We want a Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and, and that coaching that, that Bill does – his he game plans better than any cor- any uh coach in the, in the league right now. Um, you saw that as uh in testament during the Super Bowl, right? The Rams look like an unstoppable offense. They're putting up, you know, 30, 40, 50 points a game. Uh and um and Bill held them to what uh 10 points. Um that's just absolutely unreal. Uh the he definitely outcoached them and that was a huge factor and winning Super Bowl number six for Brady. So Brady gets his. It opens up $5.0 million in cap space. Um, he's going to be among the highest-paid quarterbacks. He definitely deserves it, especially at this point in his career. Um, I do have a question, though. He says he wants to play till 45. Is he going to make it? Yeah. I think so, too. I, I mean, why not? I number one, this man's diet, and, like, the regimen that this man goes by is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, he, he takes care of himself, and he doesn't slack off, right? Like, I, I, don't, Never. I don't see him, like, ever slacking off, willing to put such and such off till later. Like, I feel like he's just, he's always on top of it. He always wants to win. And as long as he has that drive, I think he will. Yeah, I think uh, Teddy Bruschke told a story one time about how dedicated Tom Brady is. And he said they just won the Super Bowl, and they went to an after party. And at the after party, uh, everybody was there, of course, and uh, they were having drinks and you know eating food, you know eat, eating whatever, right? Because you know they have a, have some burgers and some wings and champagnes flying and all that stuff. And so uh, Teddy goes up to, I believe this is Teddy. I, I could be misquoted. I know it was one of his teammates after a Super Bowl. Goes up. Uh, to Tom's like, hey Tom, you know you want a drink, you want you know you want some wings, you want this and that, and then Tom Brady said, no, I'm training. Like they had just won the Super Bowl, and this guy is in the mentality. He's like, I'm training, I'm getting ready for next year. Yes, yep. we took yes we took care of business, but I'm still a pro quarterback. I'm getting back here again next year, you know. And that's just that's an insane willpower from that guy, and he's. Played amazing because of it. And dude, oh, dude, think about it this way. We were so blessed with Manning versus Brady. 
think about that, dude. Like two of Which the one? best. Uh, Peyton, V V one. What do you mean? What's... I mean, <laughs> Peyton. Who, who beat who beat Brady in the Super Bowl? Right. Yeah, when you think about Brady losing, you think of Eli Manning. So I didn't know what you were talking about. I was talking about two of the. I was talking about two of the best quarterbacks who have ever played this game. Number one in Tom Brady, and I think probably number three in uh, Peyton. Number three. Hey, man, I think so. I think number two. Who's number two. Uh, Joe. Joe Montana. Get out of here, bro. Okay, well, who's number? Okay, then what, what's your number? What's your, what's your ranking, Almighty? Number Wizard? two is definitely Peyton. You think number two is Peyton? Number one and number two of all time? Yes. All time. But 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 <clears> Joe <throat> but Joe had Joe had three rings, didn't he? I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Joe ran a Joe Joe and uh, Bill Walsh created the West Coast offense. They literally created an offense. Okay. Peyton Manning ran a team, bro. He did. Like he, and that's why he's he number was three. The team. No. There's, there's no. Some, I, listen, there's something special about Peyton. Like, okay, I, I will. I will say this: Peyton Manning has the highest I, football IQ, period, of so any player of any player ever before. Right. I. I. I did, and I do. Right. He had a. He had a better arm than Joe, but Joe had that it factor. He's the guy. Right. He is like the guy to make the drive when you need it the most. It's Joe, and the only one that can top him is Brady. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Joe is now, – now, don't get me wrong. For players that I have personally watched, right, since I was 10 years old and I really started getting into football, players that I have personally watched, it's Brady and it's Manning, number one and two. I've never seen another quarterback in my entire 16 years of watching this game that have come close to those two. But in terms of NFL history, it's got to be Mr. Montana, Mr. Joe. I don't know. But that's just that's just my personal opinion. And, I, and, I, and I, like I said, Peyton's number three. He, it's uh, it is a it is, it is a very hard debate. I just you know when you hear of people talking about best quarterbacks of all time, you hear. Did Brady finally pass Joe? I don't know. And maybe, maybe Joe, but was Joe made special by Jerry because he had Mr. Jerry Rice? Or, you know, like it's uh, it's it's different. It's a difficult thing, it's a difficult question to to think about and, and and one to ponder. But I, for whatever reason, I feel like I feel like Joe still has that leg up. But Peyton, Peyton is something special. And but the point is. Even at number one, let's say for you, number one and number two, right? Are we ever going to be able to see ever again the best quarterback in the history of the league and the second best quarterback in the history of the league go at it year in and year out like the Colts and the Patriots did for so long? Oh, that was awesome. But I, I've i got – I we, we can't move on yet. i got to talk to you about this. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Lay it on me. All right. So Joe Namath, Joe Namath, right? Yeah, I want to make I want to make sure I'm looking at the right guy, Broadway Joe. Right. <laughs> yeah, Broadway Joe okay. for the Jets. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. You know, this I wasn't man. talking about him. I was talking about Joe Montana, right? Oh, you said Joe Namath, didn't you? If I said Joe Namath, I completely and utterly apologize. I thought I said Montana. 
I could have swore you said Joe Namath. That's why I was just like, you are dumbfounded. Oh yeah, no, yeah. not Joe Namath. I'm... Joe Namath isn't top ten all time. Okay. Okay. No, uh, Joe Montana, the guy having Jerry Rice, Bill Walsh creating the West Coast offense. If I said Namath, I apologize. I meant Montana. You just. Ba- I, I, yo, I can see how I baffled you with that. Yeah, Peyton Manning's definitely better than Joe Namath. Are you kidding me? Joe Namath was the. I mean, he was good, but he's not top ten all time. I mean, I'm I'm still I still think I still think Peyton's better. Like Peyton threw for seventy two thousand yards. Joe Montana threw for forty. Right, but it was a different era, right? They didn't have to throw that much. Exactly. So Peyton played at a higher level against harder defenses, and I believe he played longer, didn't he? I I think you are right with that. But um yeah, I mean, Peyton Joe played Montana led, well, Joe Montana led the Chiefs to a Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Like Peyton, Peyton, Peyton won two, and he went he went to some listen, others and lost, right? Listen. But like he won two, five time MVP, right? He's got more All Pros than Joe Montana. They've yeah. got the same All Pros. Peyton made the Pro Bowl fourteen times. Joe Montana made it eight. You know that 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 is true, um, and I feel like you have to look at how long. We gotta look at how long they played too. You know, Peyton, Peyton Manning played more. Peyton was definitely smarter, and has a better completion percentage. Like it just. You might be swaying me over. You know, I look, just looked this up. It, I mean, uh, it's goaty stuff, man. Like you, you went might to be Denver. Swaying me. He went to Denver and could barely play worth a crap and won won a Super Bowl. Bowl. You know, Peyton should have won more Super Bowls, but he ran into Tom Brady. Uh, But here's the thing. I I will concede this point, and here's the only reason why. I just looked up most fourth quarter comebacks in NFL history. Uh, Mr. Joe Namath – or not Joe Namath. Joe Montana is tied at 11th at 26 with Mr. Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. Number one, guess who it is? The <laughs> number 18, Peyton Manning with 43. Yeah. You see? You see, like, I'm just, you know, yeah, also, that might be number also one and think two. about this. Think about this, Jack. Yeah. Was Joe Montana having to compete with Tom Brady to get into the Super Bowl, like you just said, you know? like No, but he competed with, who did he compete with, man? Joe Montana competed against some good people. But he didn't compete with the GOAT. No, he didn't compete with the GOAT. You're right. That's that's the problem here. You know, like, if Tom Brady is unanimously the number one... I think so. Like, who who did he... Who did he run into? I think, didn't he... Did he run into Troy Aikman? Or was that... That was Steve Young, wasn't it? I believe that was Steve I, Young who he ran into, uh, ran into Troy. But Troy Aikman, I, I don't even know if I put him top ten. I guess I'd put him top ten. I don't know. Uh, I you like might be right. Easy. You might be right. I think the only thing holding Peyton back from that conversation is just rings. But I mean, when you keep running into the goat like that, it's um, that's hard. And when he did beat him, right? Uh, when they did come back against the Patriots in a, uh, I think it was an AFC title game. Um, they went on to win the Super Bowl against Chicago in that crazy defense in two thousand five. Um. Five yeah. times MVP. Listen, Montana got it twice. Listen, all right. Peyton Manning <laughs> is undoubtedly, and it's four. Sorry, it's four Super Bowl rings. 
against two. So Peyton got two mm-hmm. playing against Tom Brady. Yeah, Peyton did get two playing against Tom Brady, but Joe got four. And I believe three was with San Francisco and one was with Kansas City, if I'm right, on that. So he did win with two different teams, but so did so did Peyton. But right. like I said, Joe Montana, he was he was kind of that it guy. He was he had the it factor. And Peyton didn't you just say Chip, he's the number one quarterback in fourth quarter comebacks, right? Yes, but the problem is just couldn't get it done in the postseason. Peyton has a terrible postseason record. Okay, so what it matters most. All right, so but Joe delivers. Okay, so he delivered for two more Super Bowls in an era that yes. was dominated by halfbacks. Where there yeah, wasn't as the much dominated the time of possession, so we had left time of possession than Mr. Peyton Manning in the high flying offense of the 2000 era. And Peyton has a better completion percentage; like he had more chances to mess up. Yeah, that's right. He's got, but... he's got. Oh, okay, he has twice as many touchdowns, literally thirty thousand more yards. That is true, but w- rings five time MVP. Friend. Listen, okay, I, I feel you. I understand. That's why I had him at number three, okay? That's why I didn't have anybody else with more rings ahead of him other than Joe Montana. Playing against Tom Brady. We could debate this all day. We, we really we really could. Play against Tom Brady. He got two Super Bowl rings. You are correct. He is the smartest quarterback in NFL history. He has all the records. He's the guy. I feel you. But... I don't know, man. There's just something about Mr. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards accepting that. Accepting that Peyton is better. I think it would make for a better... If, 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 if Peyton is number two and Brady's number one, really getting to watch number one and number two go against each other for so, so long is, uh, is definitely something special. Um, and I'll tell you what, I hadn't really considered it until you made that argument. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put that as a win in your column for even making me think about it. Does that does that make you feel better? It's blasphemous. <laughs> All right, that's what this is. Would it Would it feel better if I conceded and I said Peyton Manning was number two? Yes, I concede. All right, Peyton Manning's number two all time. I'm glad. And if Thank Tom you. Brady didn't exist, Peyton Manning would have six rings. Um, he'd, have, he'd have more. That's for sure. The Colts were scary, man. You know, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Marvin Wayne. Marvin Harrison, dude, Reggie Wayne. And yes. they had Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark, for sure. Like, he had such a good, he had so many offensive weapons. And then, like, Dwight Freeney was an animal Robert on the Mathis. defensive line. Robert yes. Mathis. Oh, they haunted you for so long. How bad was it being how bad was it being a Titans fan and having to play against Peyton twice every year? So like when you got Steve McNair and, and all of them, you know it's not that bad, right? Right. Like like it's really not that bad. But when your team just crumbles and like you haven't been able to put together a solid team since like two thousand ten. Yeah. You know, that and, and like and like to even do that, I think that's the year. That CJ2K happened, you know, like this man, which by the way, um, Kevin Mawai, mm-hmm. who was a lineman for us, just got into the Hall of Fame. He was a lineman. He was on uh, the line when CJ hit that. So, of course, he had to talk about it. Right, right, right. Apparently, CJ called it before that year. 
Like wait, in no. the summertime, he said Did he was he? gonna have two thousand yards. Yeah. What? He was. That was. Dude, he called it rushing. I remember that year. I remember that year. Literally put the Titans on his back to a thirteen and three record. I've never been so upset in my life, dude. Wasn't when didn't you lose to the Ravens like the division? We round? lost to the Ravens yes. with Steve McNair. Oh, dude, I, I could punch a baby. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel, I feel you on that one. Yeah, that's that's that is rough, man. I remember so, you guys. Yeah, he lost to the Ravens like a last second field goal or something. So upsetting. Like, like we lost. Steve McNair and Drew Bennett left. I had the Tennessee Titans. go to the Super Bowl that year because I mean it was CJ Two K. The dude was so he, he ran like he at the time he was like the fastest man in the NFL, yeah. fastest forty time ever at the time. And like, like he would he could take hits too. Like he bounce oh, off people. Yeah. And dude, was, also, Kerry Collins was playing good. He did, I believe he was, he was our quarterback at the time. Like, yeah, it wasn't, I think it was Vince Young, and then Vince got hurt or something. I, we, I think we benched him, and Kerry played good. Him for Kerry? Yeah, he probably did. Kerry played well. The defense was really good that <clears> year. Yeah, Kyle Vandenbosch, Keith mm-hmm. Bullock, um, Cortland Finnegan. Ooh. Cortland Finnegan Kerry versus Andre. That was such a good time. We lost that game, too. I remember that fight. I remember watching that fight live on TV. Well, it's still like considered one of the best fights to happen on TV, like in football right now. I think like, if you look up best NFL so. football fights, like that comes up. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Lucas, I have faith in your Titans this year, man. And I've been—I'll tell you what—I've been hearing a lot of doubters about Mariota. Calling it. Okay. I got it written down in the book of hot takes. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I got it written down. Tennessee Titans will be in the Super Bowl this year. That would be absolutely Boom. incredible to see. Boom. Boom. That would be awesome. Um, and I really think they are underestimated, especially – okay, but do you agree with this point, okay? And, again, I keep referencing this. I like to, I like to watch a lot of sports stuff, right? I'm in, I'm in sports. I'm in football. I watch Colin, Cow, Cow, Colin Cowherd excuse me, a lot. Okay, I like to watch his stuff that pops up for, for me on YouTube or I'll watch his, his show on ESPN. Sometimes I'll listen to it on the radio. Anyway, he said for Marcus Mariota this year, given the amount of injuries that he's had, giving his, um, I guess, questionable performances over the past couple of years, that it's this year or bust for Mariota. He's either going to do extremely well and get paid a big contract or they're going to cut him after this year. What do you think? I agree, except I believe we'll franchise tag him. If he, if he like, like obviously if he goes out there and plays like, uh, you know, plays like if we just had Derrick Henry be the quarterback, you know, like if he just plays bad, if he plays yeah. like Matt Castle out there, right, Ooh. we're getting rid of him. Oh, I remember the Matt Castle. But I think, that we had. I think if he if he has another year where it's like, it's there, but. But it's not like like he's hurt or yeah. or something else happens. Like it's there, but it's not all the way there, you know. Mm-hmm. I think we franchise tag him. But I think he's going to be good, honestly. Like we're we finally have an offense, right, for a second year. We're not getting a new one. Well, yeah, uh, so he's not like having to learn a whole new system again, right? Exactly. And you we're have, pretty and you much keeping have, the same. And you do have Derrick Henry, right? An absolute Henry. monster of a man. We got Delaney Walker came back. He was out all year last year. And throughout Mariota's career, that has been 
his number one target, his most consistent target. His bread and butter. Right. Yeah. And then we got uh, Corey Davis, who showed some explosiveness uh, last year. And sure. this year apparently is having a crazy camp. That's all, that's all I'm hearing. Like, if I listen to any Titan stuff, people are talking about how good Corey Davis is doing at camp. So, that's awesome. Definitely a fantasy yeah. sleeper out there, by the way, guys. For sure. For Corey sure. Davis, and I think people are sleeper. overlooking Derrick Henry for fantasy. I don't know why with that 99-yard run. This man had the best stats for, like, the, the last four or five weeks of, if you take it all as a whole, it's got the best stats. He was the hottest halfback. Yeah, that's why I think the Titans are going to come out and surprise. And I really think that week one matchup against uh, uh, that Cleveland, because Cleveland's coming in hype. Cleveland's coming in strong and confident. They think they are going to the Super Bowl, man. And I think you guys can just come out and punch them in the mouth. I hope and, so, man. It's going to be exciting. Like, I'm, I'm really excited for Tennessee football this year. But AFC South's hard, man. Yeah, especially. Um Especially with uh, Mr. Uh, Andrew Luck with his calf, right? Have we heard any updates on Mr. Andrew Luck and his calf? I ha- I haven't heard any updates except uh, I believe I believe he's okay. He's not practicing. I did hear an update a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. He's not practicing for the next week or two, and right. then they're not going to let him play for the whole preseason. But he will be fine. It's a calf strain. Um, so he should be good to go for the year. Yeah, I'm just looking at the ESPN official NFL injury report. As of August 5th, Luck has uh, commented saying that he um, has no doubt that he'll be ready for the start of the regular season. Um, but he is still, uh, you know, still nursing that calf. Uh, he says it is frustrating, but he will he will be back and in form come week one. So, um, yeah. Definitely, definitely someone to look out for. Uh, he had an incredible performance last year, uh, comeback player of the year. Um, definitely, in my opinion, he's, you know, I think he's a top five quarterback in the league right now. And when healthy, when healthy, what do you, do you think he's top five right now? Yeah. When healthy? For sure. Yeah. I think so too. 100%. So. Definitely. Like that easy. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, as we're looking at injuries, let's look at some of these other ones. So we have uh, Antonio Brown. He's considered day-to-day with a foot injury for uh, for Oakland. Um, listed as questionable as of August 4th. Um, does not – he is not expected to uh, be absent long-term. Um, kind of a letdown for Mr. Antonio Brown. Um, that would definitely – um, that would definitely suck if he was out for a, a bit, um, especially after his uh, widely publicized exit from Pittsburgh and him trying to have some kind of redemption here in Oakland. Yeah, I just wonder. I don't think AB's ever going to have years like he did in Pittsburgh. I don't think so either. It's You're going from a downgrade from Big Ben to Derek Carr. Yeah. It's just it's not the same. It's not the same offense. He doesn't have the same line. He doesn't have the same – um, you know, he doesn't have Juju or somebody taking pressure off of him deep down the field. Don't get me wrong. He's a great writer, a great wide receiver. Um, and still, I would think a top five wide receiver in the league, even in Oakland. But that being said, different team, different system that could be refreshing for him. But at the same time, I, I just, I don't think he's going to get back to where he was, you know? 
I don't know if he'll even have a thousand yard season. We'll see. <clears throat> um, back to the Titans a little bit because I just thought of this. Okay. Derrick Henry is definitely going to be a huge part of their success, but I think you have to look at this defense. Like, no pass rush, and we were top five defense last year, I believe. Especially red zone. I know that scoring defense, we were top three. Okay? So, yeah. and yeah. that's just with our secondary. We got Kevin Byard, highest paid safety. Uh, Stats-wise, he's the best He's the best uh, in the league since he came in, if you just go by stats, right? Right, 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 right. And then Dory Jackson coming up, playing good. Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan, like it's, our secondary def- is so good. It's definitely so one heck of a defense, rush. man. It's one heck we got, of a defense. We got Jarrell Casey coming back. He got hurt at the end of the year last year. I is don't he, think he played our last game, our make, or, our make it or break it game. Is he 100%? Uh, I believe so. Yes, I, I sure hope so. Man, what a he pass will be. Um, Harold Landry got the hundred percent, bro. Harold Landry, uh, he he'll be a second year pro. He's the one that got the strip sack on Carson Wentz last year Ooh. that kept us in the Eagles game, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and then he's not really going to get to play, but we we drafted that Jeffrey Simmons dude, defensive tackle. Dude's an animal. All the film I've seen of him, like, next year I expect him to play a huge role. This year he might come in. Like, if we make the playoffs, he might be able to take some snaps. But yeah, he's hurt. Uh, we brought in Cameron Wake to Ooh, help the rush. Yeah. Ooh, so yeah. the rush should really look a lot better. So I expect that to translate into the, you know, the secondary being even better than they were before. Right, because if you have more of a pass rush, that's just going to help everybody else, right? Um. Yeah, I think I think uh, like I said, dude. I think Tennessee is vastly underrated. I definitely expect them to be in the playoffs. Um, I for sure have them make the divisional round. I really, really hope that they're going to make the Super Bowl. Um, that would be absolutely incredible and huge for Tennessee, right? Uh, especially being in kind of a but Tennessee's kind of an up and coming market. Cowboy Nationally, Tennessee though, Super yeah. Bowl. I want it. Cowboy, t- dude. Can you imagine? Be so crazy. <laughs> the amount Cowboys of, are underrated right now. Yeah, the amount of trash talk that would go on between you and me, especially on especially on this show, if we have the pre-show or this show right here, this podcast, especially like right before the Super Bowl, you and me, I think I think it'd just be trash talk back and forth. And I really hope that happens because I would welcome that a lot. You're gonna be like, no, Jackson, there's no way Cowboys are winning. Look at all these stats. Do you see Jarrell Casey this year? <laughs> I think that would Who be won it. last year? Um, Boom. Listen, this is before we Already had Amari. This is before we had Amari Cooper. You had Amari Cooper, didn't you? Okay, that was his first game. All right, he wasn't. <laughs> he, he wasn't acclimated with the offense yet. Him and Dak. No, that, that wasn't his first game either. Because in his in his first game, he uh he caught the game winning touchdown. Right? No, I think I think Tennessee was his first game. Google. I, right? I'm, I'm doing it right now. All right, I'm you look it, that up. I'm doing it right now. I'm gonna talk about the fact that the Tennessee Titans need a new stadium, man. All right, the, the NFL's changing. I feel I'm right. tired. I'm tired of going to these games. 
all right, walking up and down the super, super just, there's the place, right? There's water all over the place because it's so hot in Tennessee and we ain't got a dome and I'm just sweating. I sweat enough. Like, I couldn't tell you how many people I've slipped in my, it's crazy. I need a dome. I need some air conditioning. I, I just need to be out of the sun, if anything. I got the sun beating down on me. The chairs are a little small, all right? But we're not getting a new stadium, but we need it. We need it bad. That would be nice, though, to have a, a brand-new stadium. Um, Get an MLB team in if we did that. Boom. I would love that. Anyways. MLB team. That would be... I'm telling you, man, Nashville's an up-and-coming market. They really are. And, and the Preds have helped that, you know. The oh, the Preds yes. went to the Stanley Cup. That helped. Uh, the Titans are playing right. So I think I think that uh, – I believe last year we were the number one, like, move-to city. Like, we were the happening city in the United States. We were number one. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we got We got a little update. Mr. Amari Cooper. One, two – yeah yeah first game was with tennessee we got him off the bye week in week eight okay okay so uh hey he wasn't using the offense all right but after that as soon as he got acclimated we had one two three five wins in a row all right well look i want you to know five wins i want you to know we fumbled three times in like the first quarter okay oh yeah i was i was i was messaging you all kinds of trash talk my friend it was funny uh and then um Kevin Byer destroyed us with, I think, with the interception return for a touchdown, and that was that. No, he didn't even return it. He picked it off in the end zone, right? I think it was a, I think it was a simple fade, and Dak overthrew it, and so Kevin Byer picked it off. I think he got tackled on the spot, right? But it's a turnover still. I thought he brought and, it all the way back. No, then because then he got up and he ran to the star. Oh, yes. Here we go. Ran to how, the star. How, how dare he, bro? How dare he? That is the star is a sacred, sacred place. All right. That I'll tell you what. I like Kevin Byard. Right. Seems like a nice guy. And <laughs> you know, uh, definitely a top safety in this league. But but dude, you don't go to the star, man. That's just disrespectful. And I'll tell you what. If we meet you in the Super Bowl 2020, we're gonna remember, friend. We're gonna remember. <laughs> We're coming for I you. So. <laughs> I hope you remember. We're coming. Just know. Because you don't get on the star, boy. <laughs> Bro, just, that's I, just something you don't do. The Titans are tough, man. Like, find find a team tougher than the Titans. Like, you want to go to war, have at it, man. We'll fight 100%. Like, t- I got Taylor Lewan on the squad, bro. Like, this dude's shooting arrows at Josh Norman after, after the Wait. Washington game. He pushed Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> But Jalen oh, yeah, Ramsey pop. Um I remember that dude. Like, like there's some there's some funny stuff. He got up in year before last, he got up in Richard Sherman's face because he late hit Mariota, right? Got up in this man's face, like got a flag on us and everything, which was Bro. stupid. But it's good to see that your guys will fight for your QB, you know? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I'll I'll tell you what though. All right. Travis Frederick last year was out with an autoimmune issue. Okay. This year he's back, and let me tell you what: fear the beard. Have you seen the beard on this man? 
I want to know if he took some vitamins to, to fix that autoimmune. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but I'm so glad that he's back. Definitely an underrated center, top center, uh, a top center in the league. And oh, for sure. If bro, if we have him and we meet you in, tw- in the 2020 Super Bowl, <clears throat> best believe he's going to make a difference, especially with Mark Cooper knowing the deep, knowing the offense. And you know who knows? Maybe we'll have Zeke by then if he ends a holdout going into the Super Bowl. Well, like I tell you what. What's scary is we got Taylor Lewan is suspended for the first four games of the year. Oh, that's right? a big problem. Yeah. And, and then it's like, like we had one hole in our offensive line coming into the year. We got left tackle Taylor Lewan, Pro Bow man. Mm-hmm. All right. Our right tackle is Jack Conklin, Pro Bow man. Okay. Right. We got Roger Saffold, left guard, straight from the Rams. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's a this man's got it. And then we got some guys that kind of filled in for us that we were trying in at right guard, and we also drafted a man hoping that he could be really good next year, I think. And now it's like, this guy's gone. Okay. Well, the guy, you know, we had two guys, uh, Penfield and uh, Dennis Kelly, right? Yeah. Played really good as backups for us last year. And so we're like, okay, like these guys are going to be solid. Uh, With Ben Jones also, all three of them were going to, be able to have a good set for our right guard and our center. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now we don't have a left tackle for the first four games. So we got our center playing right guard and our right guard playing left tackle. Oh, geez. I'm shook. Okay. <laughs> shook. Um, how do you feel about that going into, going into Cleveland, man? With uh, Miles Garrett the ain't nothing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't nothing. <laughs> He's four foot nothing. Okay. Little, uh, little punk kid, am I right? I expect him to come off the edge thinking he's going to hit Mariota. And I expect Derrick Henry just take his knees out. All right? And then Mariota throw for like an 80-yard touchdown pass. Open just and drive. Right then and there. That's what I expect. Boom. <laughs> um, in actuality, he'll probably get three sacks. Okay? But yeah, that's all right. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's going to run over him a couple times. Make up for it. I have faith. Well, as long Gotta as you have faith, game, Jackson. I, I feel the faith, man. As long as you, as long as you win the game, that's all that matters, right? Um, we definitely will. For sure, for sure. It's um, scary. Do you know what scary is? Uh, you know, I know we touched on these injuries a little bit. And I spoke on it before, but Zach Barton having this, this disc, man. Um, yeah, because he's I, a big part. He is a huge part, a huge part of our offense, uh, our right guard, our um, our pull guy, right, especially on those counter plays, opening up the hole for hopefully Zeke this year. Um, <laughs> he, you know, he is, he's a huge part of our offense, and you know, last year we lost Travis Frederick, still had a pretty good year, but I just I need another year like in 2016 where all of our line was healthy and they're active and they're out there, and man, dude, like it's. I feel I feel really bad for him, and I feel really bad for us because, man, Zach Martin, you just you can't really replace one of those those offensive lines. So I feel you on oh, the yeah. offensive line injuries. I hope he's ready um, by week one, though. I really do. Also, also you got to look at like like that's a back injury like that. I feel like that's reoccurring, right? That's not it, like yeah. it doesn't heal, right? Like you got to worry about that for the rest of his career. For sure, and I would be really surprised if. Uh, at the end of the season, if it's, I'll be very surprised that by the end of the season, if it's not re-aggravated in some way, and that he 
doesn't have to have surgery going into the off season. Um, oh yeah. You know, maybe some t- with rest and with like, um, you know, with maybe some chiropractic stuff, we can kind of set it and, 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 and put it in place. And for a normal dude, it might, that might be enough, but you know, when you're out there, uh, bumping heads with 300 pound linemen, every, every play, um, that's a whole different story. So, uh, that's that, the, the disc really does scare me. Cause that doesn't, that doesn't seem like it's a thing that can just, you know, like a hamstring, just kind of like heal and you're good. This is a recurring thing that could possibly lead to surgery. I, I, I hope the best for him. Um, is there any other injuries notable on the report? Um, I see DK Metcalf has an oblique strain. Yep. Um, so I guess he's kind of, kind of day to day at the moment. Um, it just makes me think like, like this is so common, you know, like rookies coming in, getting hamstring, calf issues, ankle issues. I feel like that happens all the time. Like you might as well expect it now. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's it's part of it's part of training camp. It's part of the preseason, uh, especially guys getting used to the speed of the game and the intensity of the game. Even in practice, these guys are going hard, right? Obviously, they don't want to, like, get themselves hurt. But, I mean, they're trying to get those reps in. They're trying to get ready to, for games. Um, I will say this. I have this thought. It's just it's a random thing. But what would you think about reducing the preseason games to, let's say, two or one? I can definitely see going down to three for sure. I don't see the reason for four. You're just increasing the injury um, likelihoods. It doesn't really take four games to get in shape. So the reason I say three is because, like, I feel like the basic thing you see now is, like, all right, the preseason week one, all right, the starters might come in and play one drive. Yeah. All right. And even then there's a lot of guys that aren't going to play. Week two, come in. They're going to play a little bit more. They're not going to play a half. They might not even play a quarter. But they might do two drives. Or they still might just do one, honestly. Right. And then week three, week three is like the, you know, the it's dress the dress-up. Up. Yeah. That's it. Play a half. And so, yeah. If not less, honestly. Yeah. At least a quarter. <clears throat> and so, like, I can see the first three being a thing. The last one, no starters play. Everyone sits out. Yeah. Everyone wants the rest, you it's know? It's just who makes the team at that point. You and, put all your rookies, you put all put well, you know, other than they're not a first rounder, you don't put them in, but you put in your guys that are trying to make the team and you see what happens. Right. And if job. you if you change it to three games, I think they do the same thing. I think your first and second game they play, your third game, I don't think they play. Because that that extra week rest before week one seems to be a big thing. It is. It is. It's getting the guys, you know, and making sure that you don't have a freak a freak injury on a preseason week three game, you know, at that point or a preseason week four game. Last thing you want is your star player going out right before the games that matter. So um, I, just, I just think they need to reduce it overall. I mean, I don't really see the need for four preseason games. I think two, you know, it, yeah, maybe you start with three, but like I don't think it takes that long to get these guys in shape. I think you're just increasing the risk of injuries. Um, and, um, you know, just putting guys out there at risk unnecessarily. I just don't think you need it. I think it's the preseason is too long. 
especially for those Hall of Fame guys that are playing five games. Um, I'm ready to get into the season and get going. You know, even if that means the season, yeah. the preseason starts one week lit, one week later, that's fine. Um, let's get up and let's get let's get ready and let's go. So preseason week four, it's so boring. We all know who's making the team anyway. We're just watching it just to watch it. Um, uh, preseason week four is the worst week of the NFL. So, I don't know. Pro Bowl week's pretty bad. That's true. And I literally, as soon as I said the preseason is uh, the worst week, I thought about Pro Bowl week. Pro Bowls ain't <laughs> fun anymore, dude. It's just, it's not because no one's really trying. You know, they're just kind of out there. Hey, I will say, if the Titans and Dallas meet in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. it's going to, we can't be friends for two weeks because the Pro Bowl. So it, it's going to be scary. It scary hour. Be scary. How, what, what, I guess we got to pre record some stuff or something for the show. Then, <laughs> geez. We're gonna have to do something if we we can't. We're I think it's gonna be. We're gonna have to have a moderator come in. We get something. Carter in here. You get Carter in here. He Bring in any, the brother. He doesn't know anything about football. He's just like ah, point to Lucas. Why? Yeah. Dark Council. That's why. Jackson's a communist, and Lucas is obviously correct at everything. That's what I like. That's Boom. why I got to get him in here. Boom. All right. <laughs> I got to get the heavy hitters in here. Yeah, man. For sure. For sure. Um. Let's see. Let's make sure we went over everything. Oh, yes. Jadavion Clowney is in a holdout. I know, yeah, we, were t- I know we touched on holdouts it. before. Um, love I it. guess he wants to get paid. Um, He's good. Dude, that, dude, have you seen this man? This dude is like at least twice the size of any other NFL player. <laughs> I swear he's, he's a an giant. Animal, bro. He's, I play, we play him twice a year. Dude, this him, man is. Yeah. Him dude. and JJ. It's so stupid, man, having to play both of them. I swear, that didn't be a rule, all right? They are the Texans' defense. That that that's what they are. Um, they take up two blockers apiece, so your center's Basically. in a one-on-one. You and really they got to, merciless. Yeah, they just have to rush four, and somebody's getting there. Hundred percent, honestly, that's all they have to do all game. That's so scary. Um. Anyway, so Jay Don Cloud is in a holdout. We'll keep watch on that, keep an update on that. Obviously, that's good news for you in Tennessee. You know, if you don't have your Dave Young Clowney and JJ Watt, you're looking pretty, pretty good. Um, right. You only have to deal with one that's manageable. Dealing with both is a offensive coordinator's nightmare. Um, Josh Gordon asks that the NFL reinstate him. All right. I, um, I think this is just silly at this point. Um, he, I remember he was with new England, uh, last year for a little bit. He came back in. I think he had an immediate impact. He's a good player. He's a special talent, but he just, at this point, I think it's time to hang it up, man. You know, he, he keeps having, he keeps having these issues. He keeps having to be kicked out. He quit for, well, no, he he quit quit He quit this time for mental health reasons, right? Yeah. But, like, for sure, all the other times, like, dude couldn't stay off the weed, you know? Yeah. Stay off the weed. <laughs> uh, do you remember like, that, Steven? <laughs> like, dude we, had, we had Brandon Whedon playing as our as our quarterback. He said, get off the weed. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, dude. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, this is, like, what, the third time he's asked to be brought back in? 
Um, and something. And uh, I, some... you know, maybe he he definitely has more of a chance now since this was kind of a, a mental health thing. Um, and right. He, he checked himself out, so he wasn't kicked out. But I mean, it just seems like enough's enough at this point. I'm not going to hate on him for wanting to keep to follow his dreams and and play in the NFL. And he's definitely a special talent that he can definitely be an impact player pretty much straight out the gate. But at what point do you just call it? Um, I don't know. I'm rooting for him. I hope he gets, I hope he gets back in. I hope that he plays very well. Um, I just don't think it's very likely. Um, but we'll see. We'll see with Mr. Josh Gordon. For sure. If he can get back into the league. Um, I think he'll get back in. Be a yeah. weapon for Brady. Who, who, you think he'll the, the, the I think the Patriots still have his rights. Oh yeah, they so they actually like kept him on purpose. Yeah. Like put some money in on that to make sure they kept him. Cuz I mean he was I think he was their number one guy, you know, like he's he's explosive for sure. Yeah, very explosive, very fast, crazy hands. Um this guy was dominating the league the first two years that he was in. Uh, he was competing for a top five position in the league, um, but then I'll, you couldn't stay off the weed. That's so crazy, dude. Like, you're competing for top five against people like Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. And he was in that conversation. He absolutely was, even in Cleveland, right? Uh, being being that guy in that conversation his first couple of years. Um, you know, rooting for him. Hope he gets back in. Uh, I, you know, I, I doubt it, but um, we'll see. We'll For sure. See. Just because it's his, just because it's kind of like his third time, they'll leave some wiggle room open because it was his own reasons. Maybe if he shows uh, the NFL that he's he's not ready to be back in, it's, it just feels like kind of like a, a flip floppy situation to me. But hope he's back in. He's definitely an impact player. Um, moving on from there, uh, we are uh, let's uh, we have some 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 wonderful news here at the end. Uh, Mr. Jordy Nelson is retiring as a Packer. Can, can we speak to this man being a absolute Packer legend, Lucas? Hundred percent, consistent I mean, dude. That's what I think of. Like this a- dude's consistent. Absolutely, the uh, consistent possession wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers and was for years. Um, uh, I I was actually really upset when they let him go to Oakland. Uh, I really thought that he that they should have. Uh, paid to keep him. Um, he was a special talent, and I was even more upset when in Oakland he got hurt. Um, he was kind of one of my sleeper guys in fantasy last year. I tried to, yeah, I, I did pick him up, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, if I could pick up Jordy Nelson in the twelfth round of fantasy, I'm going to do it. Um, so, man, well, I'm glad I'm glad that he retired as a Packer um, uh, with his home and with his with his brothers and with his family. In Green Bay, because he definitely made a huge impact and was a uh, a big reason for uh, Aaron Rodgers having all the success that he did. Um, so, good news, good news there. Rich Lucas, you have anything else? I believe we have touched it all that I can remember. I think we have touched it all. Um, so we're coming up this first week, actual full week of preseason. So our next show, we're going to be talking about um, all of those results and seeing every team. Um, uh, showcased, uh, especially during the first week. Um, some touching stuff from the Hall of Fame game. I did forget to mention that. Uh, Mr. Noah Fant, uh, I think, can really be a fantasy sleeper. 
uh, keep an eye out for him. Tight end for Denver. Uh, ran a four five forty. Has uh, has a very big vertical. Uh, huge hands, long arms. Um, great in college. Great in college. Seems to be like a security blanket for uh, Mr. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco dressed. He did not play in the Hall of Fame game. Um, I can't wait to see him in a Denver uniform and really see what he can do. Hopefully he has a redemption story for himself in Denver after being pushed out of Baltimore. Um, but, uh, yeah, Noah Fant, keep it, keep around him. Tight end, Denver, for a fancy sleeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, yeah, next week we'll talk all about preseason week one and what we thought, uh, maybe some early fantasy picks i know the fantasy drafts are starting all around the uh country all around uh maybe uh, do they have fantasy all around the world i hope so um i should they definitely should uh definitely a lot of draft parties are taking place we're in august so we're in the nitty-gritty um so we'll try and give you guys some, some different tips and tricks from a couple champions as ourselves am i right lucas i am always a champion that every year fact. All right, gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening to us. We are, we are distributing uh, this podcast. We are on Anchor. We are on Spotify. Go for two podcasts. Please do look us up. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a favorite. Be sure to leave a comment down below. Any topics that you think we should talk about, any fancy sleepers you think we're missing on, et cetera, et cetera, any key points uh, that you would like us uh, to talk on or that you have for us for the show. Um Hopefully in a couple of episodes, we'll we'll try and get distributed onto Google Podcast and uh, Podbean and uh, hopefully later on down the line, uh, Apple Podcasts. But I think that's it from us. Um, thank you guys so much. And uh, that's a wrap. Deuces.